Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Right on Radio. We have a special program to you for you today because it's not even on our regular scheduled day. Yes, we're working overtime to make sure that you are going into this weekend equipped and feeling good about the things. And yes, I have a very special guest. She is actually one of your favorites. Um, we're going to go deep today. I have a feeling because whenever Cisco Wheeler is with me, we definitely are going to go deep in this stuff with her amazing experiences and God has pulled her out of the uh, bloodline occult crap that she was raised in. It was, got terrible, but her story is redeeming and beautiful. And Cisco, welcome back to Right on Radio. Thank you, Jeff. I love Right on Radio. You bring such joy to my life when I hear you every week because you bring the word of God you and you have such a deep love for our Lord and I'm so grateful for your well your we bring radio. the word of God sometimes and sometimes is maybe <laughs> questionable so that's, I, I'm not willing to accept full responsibility yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Cisco today we're going to go back to your book and uh and just as a reminder and I'm going to put it up on the screen uh, you need to get this book. This book is incredible, and we're going to be featuring some of the depths of it. Uh, look, every single chapter, and it's you know, it's it's a good inch and a half thick. Um, there, there is so much stuff that it, it's like literally, we're still working on you know three three interviews in, we haven't got through one chapter, <laughs> and and you know that's the. But listen, we're going to cover some topics completely. So I do encourage you to go and buy Behold a White Horse by Cisco Wheeler. Uh, you're going to understand why. We're going to read parts of it. We're going to discuss parts of it. But Cisco, because we have been going from your book, and I'm just going to show the picture here. I need to ask this because people are mentioning this. The picture, Cisco. There's like a there's a like a computer program that people use where you can make someone look older than they are, and people are asking Cisco, did you use my image to come up with this art? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that the picture portrays Christ coming back uh, to redeem His church. To uh, during the uh, millennial kingdom. And Cisco, is that picture what our Lord really looks like? The word of God, that is what the word of God says. But you have to realize it's symbolism. How how, how so? Is it symbolism, but, uh, well, it is symbolism, but uh, but what what what's the difference? What 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 will we expect when we see the Lord uh, on His throne? Oh, on His throne, or when He returns during the millennium? Okay, well, let's go when He returns because you're uh, you're that's what your book is referring to. Well, I was praying. I was sitting in my chair, and I was praying about when Christ was going to return. 
And I was asking the Lord, Lord, what is that going to be like for the family of God? And the Lord let me see how we are going to receive spiritual bodies as in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve before they sinned. We're going to have spiritual bodies. God is spirit. We'll worship him in spirit and in truth because we will have the mind of Christ. It's important that we as Christians realize that Satan didn't want to take God's throne, literally take his throne. That's not what Satan wanted. He wanted to take the mind of Christ and become as God. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I actually brought, I, I actually told that story because you and I had talked on the phone the other night and I hoped I hadn't misquoted you in saying that, but I thought it was so th interesting. And now when we're coming into this time of this great apostasy, when they're going to try to make the Bible seem illegitimate and everything, and, and everyone's talking about this Christ consciousness, yeah. that's really the devil's plan. Yes. It, it, it's very cleverly described. From the beginning, he wanted to have the mind of Christ. So he was so there setting up the difference? What's the difference between him having it and us having it? Well, his is demonically contrived from the pit of hell itself. He is the pit of hell. Satan and all of his devices, he is the, the epitome of hell itself. Where we as Christians, we stand in the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Yeshua, we stand in his righteousness and through the blood that Christ shed at Calvary, we stand in his righteousness and he's made us worthy to be partakers of his spiritual kingdom, to know the mind of Christ, Christ to know the mind of Christ, to be Not born to become the mind of Christ. I think that's the difference that you're pointing out. Yeah. To be born in God, to be born again, means to be renewed in Christ Jesus through the blood that Christ shed at Calvary. And at the time of salvation, when we're reborn in Christ, God gives us revelation. He lets us know and learn of him and to taste and see of what God really, his character of who he is and what he is. Because the word of God itself is the very foundation of who we are in Christ. The word of God, Satan wants to steal the word of God from the hearts of the people be, and give a false gospel because he knows that we are hidden in the word because in the beginning was the word, the word was, and the word is God. And if you take away the holiness within the written word of God, and we can't see it as uh, given by the Holy Spirit to the prophets of old. And we can't see it that it was God divinely given, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Then we will be deceived. So we must be strong and stand and know that God is the integrity of his own word. Satan wants to take the integrity of God's word out and give the world a false, a false gospel and a false religion. And that's when these meticulous scribes have been writing these extra books. They're going to come out and they're going to say, no, no, the truth was hidden from you and you can be like Christ and you get the Christ consciousness. And it's just that little, it's that deceit that he's going to pull. And so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. We've been covering that a lot on the show, but let's get into uh, what our topic is today, which okay. is ceremonial magic. And okay. 
this is a very important topic because essentially this is what's happening right now. Absolutely. It is uh, with Halloween passing and, and we're still in a time frame where the, uh, the world, the deep state, those that are involved in witchcraft are still practicing their ritual magic. They're still having their rituals and their masses. And all right, so ceremonial magic. So it is important because until you understand what we're trying to share with you today, you will never understand the tools or the mastery of Satan himself. You've got to understand your enemy before you can come against it through the word of God. If you don't know the tools, how are you going to defeat Satan? We are coming into very dark times. Mm-hmm. And it I'm trying to help you understand we've got to go deeper in the word. We've got to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We have to know that we are conquerors over death in the grave and we're conquerors over these spells. We're conquer, conquerors. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We can conquer the dark world. We can come out victorious and others can come out victorious if we learn how to master his skills. Not in the positive, but I mean, we have to master, we have to know them. Does that make any sense to you, Jeff? We have to understand that mind of Satan. Just as we have to understand the mind of Christ in order to grow in righteousness, we also have to know who our enemy is. Well, let me me say it this way, Cisco, and and tell me if you agree. Uh, I drew an analogy last night when I was talking with a few of our... uh, of members of our audience and what the analogy was is you know satan has been practicing this and knows the word of god for thousands of years and and the word of god is called the sword so i thought of the sword as an analogy and think of it this way um satan has been wielding a sword for thousands of years he's well experienced in battle and are you going to pick up the sword for the very first time and go against one of his army? We have to, we have to understand how the sword works. We have to understand yeah. how to wield it, how to chop his head off, right? Um, so that's what we're going to get into. We're going to have to understand it. We're going to dig into uh, some of Cisco's expert knowledge here. And what we're going to do is I'm going to start reading from chapter 19 from the book Behold a White Horse by Cisco Wheeler. And as we go through the paragraphs, we're going to start discussing. So I'm going to read the first paragraph. If you'll bear with me, the audience, because I think this is going to be very deep and uh, and there's a lot of truths in it. I don't know how far we'll get into this chapter, uh, but it is something very timely and we need to discuss it. So from chapter 19, the very first paragraph. Ceremony Magic. Ceremonial magic. When any of the dignitaries are performing a ceremonial mass or performing any of seven conicals, the priests performing these rituals are committing blasphemy against God. Just hear that. The priests performing these rituals are committing blasphemy against God Almighty. A ritual under any pretext is still a ritual. And the mass, which is done, 
in the Catholic Church has absolutely nothing to do with Christianity. It is a method of charging the elements and the congregation with demonic spirits, which are directed by Satan himself. The demons that are given the right of entry through the Mass have only one purpose, and that is to bring with them serpent power. Serpent power is that kundalini or sex force needed to complete the mass. The priests fearlessly gaze upon the guardian of the threshold as the gate of hell is opened up unto him. The priest then passes into the trans-Saturnian spheres. The abyss does not frighten them as they are prepared for the next incantation as they continue to serve the earth in interest of Saturn or Satan. The serpent power that is being channeled is that false anointing that is hiding behind many layers of Christendom. Universal apostasy screams as it demands Satan unleashes his demons of war against the true church. Of Jesus Christ. It makes no difference in the sight of God whether it is ushered in through the Catholic Church or the many Satanists around the world. Whichever way it is being implemented, it charges nothing. Witchcraft is witchcraft, and delusion changes nothing. The dressing may change, but underneath the layers, whether it be a Catholic priest or a grand master within the Illuminati, the rituals being practiced have the same effect on people. The ceremonial black mass creates energy within the astral plane that ushers in the same demonic spirits that are behind the Antichrist and the false prophet. The rituals within the Catholic Church and within any secret society leave people open to deception as they become the spiritual doorway or channel that is used for bringing in the Antichrist. As these demonic spirits come forth, they work within the spiritual realm as they communicate with Satan and the Antichrist. Sorry, I just lost my place there. The sacraments used in these ritual ceremonies have their spiritual roots that reach back into antiquity. Pure paganism was birthed out of pantheistic conception that involved out of illusionism. The Mass in the Catholic Church works the same way and has the same purpose and the same results as the rituals that are done within witchcraft. Woo! There's a lot to recite just, just to go through there. Do you, do you need me to keep going or can we start working from there? You can... Uh, do you have something you want to say about it? Well, there's some terms that have come out and, and actually there's so much there. I'd like kind of like to unpack this. So... And by the way, we're not coming against every Catholic priest. We're not coming against every Catholic church. We're not coming against every Catholic. We're not coming against the Protestants or anything. Uh, in this, we're just saying that when they have a mass, and just think about that word for a second. Um, I don't remember in the Bible Jesus calling us to go to mass. 
Um, and when they when they do have a mass, and I've attended mass, I went to a Catholic church for a while. Um, it was not a lot of reading of the Word of God. There were a lot of ceremony, a lot of stand up, sit down, repeat after me, a lot of different passages, not a lot of reading of the Word of God. Uh, in the ones that I, in my experiences, so, and we alluded to last time. <coughs> oh, excuse me, that, you know, some of the hand gestures and things like that. So uh, in many times you are watching a ritual. Now, one of the things that really stands out here that most people do not know the term, and I think we need to establish it, is when you say Saturn or Satan. What is that, Cisco? Saturn, Saturn is the planet in which Lucifer has his abode. And Saturn, Satan, I have a chapter on it in my book, The Importance of Saturn, Satan, because that is his base, is, is Saturn, Satan. It's our planet, Saturn. He has his headquarters there. He has his headquarters there, and because he's an angelic being, he's mm -hmm. able to travel through, I guess, portals or mm -hmm. whatever method. I don't understand. We don't have all the words for the spirit, but he's able to travel back to his throne, which is on Saturn, and then mm -hmm. come to Earth and roam to and fro in the Earth. Right. And at a later date, if your uh, audience would like me to go greater into the depth of what Saturn Satan is, I'd certainly be able to do that with them. But it's it would take a while, so. Yeah, and that, that takes us in a little bit of a di different direction than the ceremonial magic that right, we want right, to uh, right. to do. So in the last episode that we had you on, Cisco, you talked about uh, these hand gestures and and because we're talking about the mass and now it's, it's Kundalini or sex force. So, you know, if, if I'm in the listening audience and I'm thinking, okay, there's nothing sexy about a Catholic priest standing on uh, on a platform and doing these you know maneuvers that they do so how does kundalini or sex force enter into the mass and what is it it's serpent power that to make it very simple kundalini magic is the the demonic spiral of energy that goes up the spinal cord to make it very simple uh and then as that demonic force is it it's an energy that's in the spinal cord and you may see somebody uh throw a coat and a thousand people will fall uh you may see people being slain in the spirit laughing with uh growling like animals or barking like a dog this is all kundalini magic okay so so now uh, cisco this is really important that you brought this out so now we've actually brought it out of the just the Catholic Church and into, you know, a lot of mainstream churches. And we're not going to name names here, but, no. you know, there's certain uh, television evangelists, you might say, that uh, that wave their coat and the first three rows fall down. Those are energy balls, which comes. It's uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like. Um, like a water, 
Um, it's a spiral of energy. It's I a spiral of energy that goes up and through the spine and out through your hands and out possibly out through your eyes. Your it all your it can, can penetrate so through the essentially, whole body depending on how strong the force is, how powerful they are, because there's different levels within Kundalini magic. Uh, but it's all bad. And, and these guys, and they channel this energy essentially from the loins, if I understand correctly yes, as well. They do, yeah. So it comes from the loins and it comes up through the spine, and then they're able to cast it out or in, in many different comes ways. Out able mouth, to, it comes out to direct eye, yeah. that energy. Right. And so and, it's called uh, when you're in the occult, you have to battle. You have battle zones where you make war against each other for power. And that Kundalini magic is very important because that gives you the strength you need to overcome whoever, is that, you're, whoever that is you're battling. And so it's all demonically controlled. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um but we, we know that the, in the we know that Jesse's given the examples of uh, of her and her training partner as kids right. being right. put into a dark child, room yeah. with a, with an adult, and mm -hmm. it was going to be essentially a battle to the death, mm -hmm. and they were able to repel, um, you know, well, using either this or you know, Jesse was already praying at that point in time as well. But these are the things that are taught. Right, and brought up. yeah. And those of your audience that have seen or heard about holy laughter, that isn't so demonic. That is right from the pit of hell itself. That is Kundalini magic. That holy laughter is so demonic. And if you've ever been in a church where that is being practiced, you need to run as fast as you can. And see, it's in the cult, they're known as fireballs. And they'll take and they'll go, shoo, and down will go. Who knows how many are in the cult? Depending on the right. strength of the. Depending, yeah. And they all fall. They all fall. And so now we get into these super charismatic churches as well. Right. Uh, where people are, you know, they come to the altar and they're slain in the spirit and there's someone behind them to catch them and lay them down gently. Is that a form of this Kundalini magic as well? It can be, but we have to be very careful here because uh, for every gift that God has given the body of Christ, including being filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 3 and 4, I believe it is, that is... That is one of the beautiful gifts that God has given the, the children of God. When you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of talking in tongues, that heavenly language God has given you is the language of the Garden of Eden that Adam had in the garden. Mm. It takes you straight to the throne room where you don't have to pass through the principalities of darkness when you pray. When you pray in the Spirit, it goes straight to the throne room of God. But we need to also be very much aware that for every gift that God has given the church, Satan has a mirror image of it. 
Well, and, and so this is this is why I'm asking, and and I'm asking. I'm not accusing yeah, or any. Yeah. I'm literally asking the question. But what always troubled me about that, and there was a big movement uh, close to where I live. It became world famous, and I went down there and experienced it a few times, and I was uncomfortable. And I'll tell you why I was uncomfortable. First of all, the slaying in the spirit. And listen, I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm just being honest. But what always struck me is in the Bible and biblical references, people fell forward and worshiped God. In these cases, they're falling backwards. Well, I've seen in my life experience being raised in a Pentecostal church, I've seen the real move of the spirit. And uh, the Holy Spirit is always a gentleman. And the Holy Spirit always brings reverence with it. And um, if I don't, if you're not seeing God being reverenced in the house of the Lord and you see things out of control, you better check it twice because God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Uh, I do believe I've seen it. I I know it's true that being slain in the spirit is part of, you know, of the movement of the Holy Spirit. I do not question that. But I also okay. see the dark side of it. I've also seen the dark side of it. Where I and knew that's... that candidate magic was at work. Okay. So so it literally it could be on an individual basis. Uh, and so it's not all bad. And that's that's good news for me to hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then then you see the, uh, you had mentioned, you know, people who end up laying on the floor and barking like dogs and moving. That cannot be from God. Or like hyenas. Sound like yeah. hyenas. I've got a chapter on that, by the way, in my book, uh, so that you can have a greater and a better understanding what Kundalini magic looks like. We know the difference between what God looks like and what the enemy looks like. So we have to line up what we see in the church. Does this look like God or does it look like the devil? Does it look like that false anointing? Because see, the new world order church is going to be made up of people that think they are born again. But they don't know who Jesus is or Yeshua is. They do not know who Yeshua is. They have not been born again. So they're going to take on that false anointing and they're going to have a new world order church that is really the birthplace for the antichrist yes and and so just just in this first paragraph that i read here uh you're talking about what is happening and uh it's at the births of it or illusionism it relates to witchcraft what is the goal? Uh, so obviously they're, they're trying to channel these spirits up over the congregation. Mm -hmm. What are they trying to do inside the church at this point before I go into the next paragraph? If you have a church that... If you have a church that is under the spell of Kundalini magic, then you're going to have the fruits of iniquity. You're going to have the spirit of the Antichrist covering that congregation because you can be no greater than the hand that rules over you. 
the man that stands in the pulpit, you can be no greater than what he is. If he's serving Satan, that same spirits are going to pour out over the congregation. But there, there's so many good families and well-intentioned people that go and and go into these places, obviously, because that's that's who they're targeting. They're not targeting the right. other occultists. So right. how how can someone with good intention in that fall under the spell of demons? Anytime you walk into the devil's territory, you've opened up your spirit to demonic forces. You go if you go into a crowd where there is uh, sexual perversion, example, you're going to be surrounded by those spirits. If you go into a bar room and entertain the drunk sitting on the bar stool, you're going to entertain those demonic spirits. You may think you're innocent and you think you can do it, but else you put on the whole armor of God. And also the Lord gives you specific instructions to go. You need to stay away from Satan's playground. Because okay, so just in, in practical application of this, if uh, uh, let's say someone goes and they enjoy the mass and they've gone every Sunday and they come, they come out, you know, and, and you said that the fruits of, or not the fruits, but the, uh, the negative stuff that comes with it. So, are, is someone more susceptible to fall into road rage or, you know, loss of temper, anger, different things? Uh, are they more tempted? Like what would happen to someone who come, walks out? You know, they went there with their family. They thought they're doing the right thing, going in and sitting in front of God. And then they walk out. What What's the effect of these spells on someone as they leave these places? It controls body, soul, and spirit. At every level. There isn't anything within the carnal world that it does not affect. Now, someone's going to ask, what if someone is born again? How could that affect them if they're born again and they went into one of these places? Absolutely, because it's a sheath. And if you're under that, if you're under the blank, if you lay down in a bed and you have a sheet on that bed... You lay down underneath that sheet and you cover it. Is that sheet covering you? Yes. If you pull the sheet away, do you still have, for a few seconds, have the the knowing that that sheet was there? Yes. It's the same way spiritually. Okay, so you can it can't tamper with the Holy Spirit inside of you but it can cover you and wrap you and change your surroundings. Right. And you can repent when you, if you're close to the Lord, the Lord will give you that foresight, that inner knowing in the spirit, get out of here, pray about this. Uh, this is not a place I want you to be and repent and go on. Uh, I know of individuals that were listening to some of these evangelists that the Lord revealed to them, you've got a sheath over yourself. You've got that Kundalini magic is all over you. It's like a blanket. And you need to repent that you even entered into those particular places of worship. And ask the Holy Spirit to take that sheath off of you. Because see, if you're under the sheath, you become a part, you become a part of that body. 
There's no way you can't. You are what you fellowship with. You become what you fellowship with. Well, you know, in, in, just in the natural or the spirit, it, you know. Yeah, your, your network is your net worth, they say, right? Right, right. Okay. But it uh, is so like a sheath. It's just like a covering, like a blanket that's over you. Repent that you, if the Lord has quickened your spirit and has shown you truth and you acknowledge that, see, I think a lot of people know what's wrong. They feel in their spirit this is something's wrong here, but they don't have a name for it. They don't understand the working of the enemy. They don't understand the ceremonial magic that's involved. They don't understand what is Kundalini magic. I've never heard the word. Well, this is why this chapter is so important because you need to know what is God showing me here. Yeah, and and not only that, um, it's this is very timely because of you know of the season we're going into, and now we're going into autumn here or we're in autumn and so let me let me continue I'm yes, just gonna be, let me continue here again i'm reading from the book behold a white horse by cisco wheeler an occultist is very familiar with the rituals within the catholic church for they are placed within the church during the time of mass to help control the demons that the priest is channeling in. The Corpus Christi ceremony, those of the vernal and autumn, autumnal equinoxes are the rituals that are done in the Catholic Church for just one intention, and that is for drawing down the astral light into the order. For the purpose of reaffirming the link within the hidden center, it is very important to understand the Trinity within the Catholic Church has nothing whatsoever to do with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The priest and those within the congregation worship a false god, and they practice a false gospel. The Trinity they serve was spun out of paganism and is Gnosticism. The prayers or chants are magical invocations which generate a magnetic field of nature, which is used to feed or attract the universal life force, which is serpent power. This force then influences the Antichrist, or what an occultist calls world teacher. The magical force ensnares the people at a spiritual level, through the enchantments of the rituals and the demonic ruling spirits, Catholicism and witchcraft is passed on from one generation to the other as the Antichrist continues to use these rituals to channel the demonic hordes that are to bring in the new world order. In the Asperge, I've, I'm not sure if I said that right, Asperge? Mm -hmm. Asperge. The, the priest alters his ritual tools that make up the canicles in conjunction with the people. Vestments, robes, gown, uh, Geneva gown, pallium, surplice, staff, pastoral staff, sanctus bell, seven-branched candlesticks. Are then merged into what an occultist calls the etheric astro-mental bubble. 
This is the area that is cleared for the magical rituals or what one can call an operation. The demonic forces that are being generated by the rituals respond to the priest's incantation through great devotion, the chanting, worshippers, ritual music, and the use of incenses all create a vibration that works within the astral plane. Wow, Cisco. You know, right now, there are so many people talking about, uh, you know, meditation and using uh, and getting your vibration up and all these things. And by the way, there is some truth to vibration getting it up and it's not all bad. But in this case, I would say it's bad. It's bad. What can we what can you uh, tell us about this particular chapter? Well. You have to understand what's happened in a mass. You, it's an absolute must. We're coming into such dark days that if you don't know and understand what a mass is and what Kundalini magic is, you know, the scripture says, come out of Babylon and be not partakers of her sin. And I believe we're going to have to reach a place where we're going to have to have a lot of home meetings and one-to-one meetings and just growing in the Lord on a daily basis with your husband, with your family, maybe with a few neighbors or a few in the church because the church is in a wicked place. When the church doesn't even understand who God has appointed as president over the United States and will bow their knee to a B, there's a very sick church. Yes. And, a very and, sick church. And if they'll bow their knee to a Mr. <clears throat> B and call him a Mr. President, we have a sick church. Yeah. And yes, if you he, don't, we are, I mean, we have a sick church. And what is it regurgitating? You see it every day. What's happening within our government under the corporation? We have a, it's vomiting itself out. All over and, the world. And the church has been complacent. And for the church to be complacent is to be in agreement with with all that right. has happened. And and by the way, I'm not saying like in the first month, no one knew. I think everyone was like, okay, hey, we need two weeks to beat this thing. I think everyone was on board with that. I certainly was. Mm-hmm. But you know, after three weeks, it's like, oh, okay, hold on. Something's not right here. Mm-hmm. You know, we started looking at things and and so the the churches, in my opinion, you know that, uh, and it is just my opinion uh, that really acquiesce to this are in agreement with it, Absolutely. or who is their master because they're under their charitable status, they don't want to lose it, mm-hmm. and all these things. And I, I love the point that you made, uh, Cisco, because we've been saying it for a year now. Uh, we're going back to the Axe Church where we're meeting in each other's houses and mm-hmm. things like that. Listen, there'll still be some mm-hmm. small buildings, but these uh, these mega churches and all this crap—it's it, gone. It's not—it's not even biblical. Um, having a big revival meeting that could be biblical. Absolutely. Having a huge crowd, the this uh, you know the, mm-hmm. for a sermon, absolutely. But there's no discipleship. There's no the it's not the fellowship. It's not the personal accountability mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that that are really required to grow. 
Now, one of the things that caught my eyes in this is the bubble that is cleared <laughs> yeah. uh, over top of the congregation. Right. Tell me more about that. Well, that bubble is like, have you ever seen a child make a water balloon and then put an object inside the balloon and let it float? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me, I swallowed wrong. Sorry. Um, that's the way it is. It, the, that false anointing comes down over the congregation and the people are the object in the balloon. So it's again, that's kind of like it's having that sheet over you. It's the it's covering. The it's a covering and <clears throat> it's very demonic. It, it binds you to generational curses all the way and, back to Adam and Eve and unto Cain and Abel. And this is to prevent people from realizing who they are in God. At the end of the day, this is to stop people from understanding of the power and authority and to block as much well, really revelation of God as possible. What happens is, I have to be very sensitive because I know that a lot of Catholics are listening and I don't want any of their spirits wounded because the Father loves them so much and there's salvation for all mm. but we have to realize oh i forgot my turn of thought i'm sorry um when you're under a false anointing or you're under a spell which this mass is a spell the scripture tells us that we're to have eyes to see and ears to hear and to confess the living word of God out of our innermost being. So we're supposed to have spiritualized, we're to have the mind of Christ in everything that we do. But when you're under a spell, that's all you see. You do not see Jesus. You do not hear Jesus. And you certainly don't have the mind of Christ because you're under the curse of the law. Mm. You're under a mass that binds you to the demonic realm, which leads to the abyss. But, but there is hope for anyone, There's anyone hope who for calls all. on the name of Jesus, anyone, uh, everyone, even, even these high occultists, the Lord Absolutely. wants to save them, <laughs> you know? Um, so you know, if 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 you are dabbling in the occult by any in any way in any shape or form, uh, eternity is a long time, my friend. Choose yeah. today who you'll serve. I don't want anyone to believe this because Cisco says it. I want you to believe it because you've been on your knees before the Lord, asking for wisdom, asking for truth to be revealed to you, because God will come to any who ask. Ask the Father, is this true? Have I been bound by a spell? Have I went into congregations and said under ministers that under the spell of Kundalini magic, where they're barking like dogs and laughing like hyenas and sound like horses and crawling on the floor like a wild animal, sound like roosters, the drunken par bartender? It's a time for repentance. 
Yeah. And, and America run. needs to repent. Not only do they need to repent for coming under this false anointing and under this blaspheming the Holy Spirit, this is another form of blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. Anytime you take on the opposite of what God is, you have committed a form of blasphemy against the Most High God. This is mockery. And in the cult, it is played out. Believe me, it's played out. <laughs> and But it hasn't got very, or it hasn't been very good in the churches either. They're playing out the apostasy. They're playing out and drinking in the spirits of the Antichrist. Because if God isn't there, the Holy Spirit isn't there either. If the Holy Spirit's not there, then what spirits are you yielding to? Is it and, certainly not God? And the, the, the enemy is sneaky. This isn't overtly, like, huge. It's not, you know, it's very sneaky. It's very subtle. Because all he has to do is move you an inch off the mark, right? That's right. All right. Well, let me continue with this because yes, I, I think there's enough information in this uh, that we have to get through a little bit more. Okay, please do. In the high mass, a triangle officiate. Uh, just, let me just stop there. What is a triangle officiate? That is the priests that make up the mass. It's everything consumed together. So that's actually like a title, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's funny that it's a triangle. Huh. What does that remind you of? <laughs> so in the in the high mass, a, tri a triangle officiate receives and distributes the force. This force is a triangle of power, which is used in all occult orders. The priest then gathers up the energy force, which has been generated by the people. The priest then takes the energy while standing in front of the altar before the cross and with the assistance of an attending dark angel and rays. And then in brackets, seven aspects of the solar force has the power to build up an astro mental thought form. This Eucharistic covers all the elements from which take a form of a mosque, which has a square foundation with domes and minyets rising above it. That encloses the elements within. This is the center for the magnetic radiation that has the ability to condense and distill the force. This force is a powerhouse in the etheric eddying, and this is the dynamo which surrounds the altar. The celebrant priest is the engineer in charge during the ritual that is being performed. The sensing isolates the altar by what is called in a ritual a shell of power magnetism, which is later extended by a second sensing, which encloses the people within the congregation. This powerful shell of magnetism binds the congregation into what an occultist refers to as an enclosure. More simply put, the magnetism encloses the congregation and binds them into magical whole. At this instant, with the ritual, the people within the congregation are no longer able to think as individuals, but only as a body that has been unified through demonic influence. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now remember, the, this isn't just the Catholic Church. This is happening within many of the Protestant churches 
because you don't understand what's happened before the services. I have something powerful to say after this because I'm being blown away by this. The incense used is sandalwood in this ritual because it loosens the astral body and induces the demonic spirits of passivity or yeah, passive passivity, which then cover the people like a blanket after the people are trapped under the spell of submissiveness. Mm -hmm. Then the congregation is ready to receive the demons that are being ushered in. Now that the priest has prepared the congregation for the reception of the influences invoked. The forces within the congregation well up and the force then creates a vortex around the altar. This force then rushes from above into the edifice and into the elements. The force that is radiating from the host is a manifestation of the finer forces of matter that an occultist calls a stream of liquid light of living gold dust. This is either or what is called the spirit of illuminism and the communicate the communicant in state at any given time the pope or the bishop lives in a state of perpetual radiation of force the pope or bishop at any given time can gather together the energy force and can project this demonic force upon the people at will in order to bring the people under their control The Pope and the bishops are the astral light or what an occultist call serpent power in all their accumulation within every mass. This radiated and projected force can only be led mankind into slavery where the blind lead the blind and they all fall into the ditch. A mass is ceremonial magic which opens doorways into the inner planes, the priest is responsible for opening the floodgates of demons that were once kept behind the veil and now Satan and his hordes have a legal right of admission as they continue to keep the people under the demonic influence of the unholy dominion. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, when... Satan said in the garden and invited Eve to understand the hidden knowledge. And when we hear about this hidden knowledge being passed around throughout the ages, this is what you're, you're hearing at a very high level. Look, we're not teaching you how to do it. We'll never do that. And we never want you to seek out this power because eternity is a long time, my friend. Eternity is a very long time, but you are hearing at a very high level from someone who spent decades being trained constantly, constantly, like very little sleep and has an understanding of this and you're understanding how Satan has been working against you. Now, that we know how he's been working against us. We're going to have to start to assemble some tools and fight back. And one of the first places to fight back is stop going to those places. 
when you pray to the Holy Spirit, pray to God before you go to a place and ask him if you should be there. And if you have masons in the pulpit, get out of there. If you have masons as deacons and as teachers, because a mason's first oath is under Lucifer. He takes his first blood oath when he accepts or takes the responsibility of learning of what a mason is. And that's even the lowest level Masons. Am I correct lowest in saying level. that? That's right. Because they've taken their first oath into darkness. So how would you know? Well, I guess, listen, if, listen, how, let, let's look at the other way. Uh, if you were to walk in and we're just going to use a church building, not a house meeting or anything, but a church building, how would you know it's a good church to belong to, Cisco? If you're walking with God and you're walking close with the Holy Spirit and you're talking to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is your friend, the Holy Spirit knoweth all things and is all things to us. We can ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. We can ask the Holy Spirit for guidance to quicken our, our spirit if something is wrong. Quicken it. Show me, Father. Give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mouth to see only your truth. And if I don't see your truth in what is being manifest, then I need to move on. Seek out wisdom. Seek out truth. The Holy Spirit is our comforter in all that we do. It comforts us if we go into a, a family of God or a body of Christ where they're practicing witchcraft. The Holy Spirit will comfort us by showing us truth because truth always comes with knowledge and wisdom and understanding of what he is showing us. Sometimes we'll be placed in an area for God to show us. That's right. Sometimes God wants you to go through it to learn about it so you can later be used to come against it. But but there's a time to move on. It's just like I do truly do believe Catholics can be saved. I believe that many of them do love the Lord, but they're, they're so bound in the traditions of Babylon and witchcraft that they stay in the pool of contamination. But I believe there's a place in God within all of us that if we're in the wrong place in the wrong body in the wrong family of god if we're drawing close to the lord he will bring us out of that he will bring us out he'll bring us always god was the holy spirit was to bring us out of darkness into the light into truth if we have a heart that is seeking him out in truth in complete truth not religious order, not religious traditions, but we stand on the word of God from Genesis to Revelations, and there is no taking away of God's word. God says that we believe it, we stand on it 100%. We don't have a right to divide the word. We don't have a right to change what we don't want to hear. If God calls murder sin, if he calls lying sin, if he calls adultery sin if he calls for you know it's sin let's don't let's don't candy coat it and say there's an exception i can live with this man 
because I love the Lord. Hogwash. God says we're not to commit adultery or fornication. Mm. And we've got people out there in the <coughs> forefront that are condoning their lifestyles. They're having babies out of wedlock and they're saying it's okay. It is not okay. God gave us, he gave us a standard to work from within. And that foundation is a husband and a wife and children come later. And That's right. But, but, but still, God can't forgive. I was going to say that, um, look, but let's don't make it a doctrine. What I'm all of us fall short, but absolutely all of us. But are the, the closer, the Bible isn't a book of rules. It's no. a, it's a, it's a loving father saying, listen, you touch a hot stove, you're going to get burned. Okay. It's not going to feel good. And when you do the things against what God has told you that you should not do, which is sin, right? there's always going to be consequences. But when you follow God's pattern, there are no consequences. Right. right. So it's not a book of rules. It's a book of freedom. Right. It's true. I remember something my grandmother always taught me as a little girl, and I'll quote it for you. The way of the transgressor is hard, that within every sin is concealed the seed of its own destruction. Mm. The wages of sin is death. And what my grandmother was trying to tell me with every sin, whether it's adultery, fornication, drug addiction, whatever alcoholism, whatever that sin may be, Every sin is concealed with the seed of its own destruction. You ever wondered why there took me years to understand what my grandmother was telling me? What she was telling me, honey, alcoholism runs in the family. Drug addiction runs in a family. Homosexuality runs in a family, et cetera, et cetera, because it's the seed within that act. It has its own destruction. It has its own path. Well, and it brings curses, and the curses can be passed down generationally. Exactly, because it goes back to the seed of its own destruction. And this is these are the things that the enemy has been doing to society for thousands of years. It's no wonder where where we are in the world these days. And I Absolutely. just want to I just want to go back and I'm going to read about half of the. Uh, next paragraph, because it's important to know how organized this is, who the players are, and then a very important name is going to be named. And I'm going to stop there and let Cisco explain what the importance of that is. So it is also important to mention that the Pope, has been given all authority over the international secret societies, which are the Order of the Illuminati, which is the Rothschild Illuminati, the Knights of Columbia, the Knights of Ku Klux Klan, Berith, Renation of Islam, and its private army called the Fruit of Islam, and the Mafia. Commission and Opus Dei, along with a host of lesser brotherhoods. Here's what I want you to hear. Remember, it's the Black Pope. 
the Jesuit general who is really in power and behind the Vatican. And he is, and he, his Jesuit order declare policy and directives to the white Pope or the visible Pope the world sees. The black Pope. So the Pope that we see currently is really just taking orders from the black Pope. Yes, and the black Pope takes his orders from Lucifer because Satan is the doorkeeper. So when you say Lucifer and Satan separately, I, I don't understand. How how are they separate? Aren't they the same? The Wasn't same. it just a name they're change? Same. They're the same. Satan okay. and Lucifer. They're the same. But Satan is the doorkeeper. He controls the Council of 21. Now, this black pope, is this a human being? He, he's a hybrid. He's a Nephilim spirit. And he's roaming around in the Vatican, underneath the Vatican. Where does this person, hybrid, re reside? Well, <laughs> he shakes hands with Satan himself. They're, they're very, very close and they interact together. And he has the ability to transcend. Okay, so, so, so he, he can... can he can, he can move to and fro in the earth as well. Right. And what the what is the role? The role of the Black Pope is to set the policy, you say, in this chapter. And so his policy is obviously the ushering in of the Antichrist and directing the moves and strategies. Mm -hmm. Now, this begs the question. Is is the black does the because the mothers of darkness, as I've learned from you and Jesse, uh, both communicate with Satan directly as well. What sure, is the, yes? What is the relationship between the mothers of darkness and the black pope, or is there a relationship, or are they separate departments? The mothers of darkness, when the antichrist takes his place of authority over the world the mothers of darkness would give up their power to the black general and to satan they give over their power and they come under their authority and they the mothers of darkness basically they're they were to control the demonic hordes because satan needs a human with submission of authority because it's it's under God's the way God right. designed things. Right. So he has to he has to play by the rule book that God designed exactly. essentially. Exactly. So right. that's why he needs the humans. Right, right. In this. Okay. And that's why every little Satanist as a child accepts Jesus as Lord. Right at because they have months. to be born again too. They have the authority. Because God will always cover his own children. And then and then they have the born-again child blaspheme against God. Mm -hmm. To which take is the dark side. Yeah. Which is the well, ultimate just, sin, right. obviously. Right. Wow. 
Now, this black pope, is this some, is this? That doesn't mean color. Thing? That's not color. Black stands for. Same yeah, it's the opposite of the white yeah. robe. It's yeah. the black robe, right. in other right. words, right? right? He's the hidden pope. Mm -hmm. He's the hidden pope. Is is this a person that we will ever see or has ever will ever come into the public eye, has ever been in the public And I'm not going to ask you a name, He's whoever it is. He's in the public eye, yes, but I don't know who's standing in that position at this time. I don't know if the last black general is, is uh, deceased or I don't know. I don't know who's holding that position at this time. Could now, if is there a, a name that is deceased and long ago that we can name who was in that position, just to give us a uh, idea of the quality of the uh, person? Not at this time. Okay. Okay. So. Man, there's a lot of characters for us to track. We've got the Pindar, we've got the Black Pope, we've got the, these guys are organized. <laughs> like they're very organized. And and yet and yet we're we're fighting amongst churches. Yeah. You know, should you wear a suit to church? You guys shouldn't be just in a t-shirt. Oh no, your music is a little bit too upbeat. You should be singing hymns. No, but hymns are boring and we'll never get the young people into the church. This is what we are doing as a church. Is this fighting these evil entities with all this power and money? Putting these ancient spells on us. They are so sophisticated people. This is why it's so important. This is, listen, in my opinion, is I'm certainly not going to speak for God, but in my opinion, God has pulled people like Jesse and Cisco out from the highest levels to start to give us the knowledge so we can use our authority in Christ to fight back. Look, God can fight all by himself. He doesn't need you. That's true. He can do it all by himself. But he's called you as sons and daughters. And we are called to be here alive at this time. Right. So we need to learn how to pick up that sword. We need to learn how to yield, wield the sword. Mm -hmm. And the, the sword... word in spirit and truth, Jeff. God's given us a very clear roadmap to seek him in spirit and in truth. With knowledge comes understanding. With understanding, we can see truth. That's right. And, and, you know, aside from this esoterical knowledge, I believe that God has given us every tool we need in the Bible. But how many of us really walk as, you know, as Paul the Apostle, you know, or, or, or Peter, you know, who were healing people their shout because they believed, they walked with Jesus. They believed they had the confidence in Christ. They said, my body is nothing. I'd rather be out of here, but I will do this. I want to run my course. I want to finish my race. And so we have a long way to go and we need to get out from under this spell. And we need to really, you know, even as born again, Christians, are we weak? Are we feckless? Are you scared of the government? Oh, they put out a mandate. I'm scared. Come on. 
pick up your sword, man. Uh, well, and, start, and start training. Pick up your sword and start training. <laughs> you know, yeah. train before you go into battle. Right. But fear is the basis of all uh, Satan's schemes. Remember yes. that. Fear is the basis for all of Satan's schemes. Why do you need a priest? Because you're not mature enough to seek God out for yourself? Why do we have all of these? Uh, it takes away the deity of Jesus having to go through a confessional and stuff. It takes away the deity of Jesus said, talk to me. Mm-hmm. And the priest says, no, 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 no. You got to come through me. Mm-hmm. Fear. I'm not good enough. Yeah, And by the I'm way, say Mary. some Hail Marys. Because what, what page of the Bible was that on? Mm-hmm. Look, I know we're coming out strong. We're doing it for a reason. Look, time is short. Time is short right now. There's there's not diplomacy causes confusion is yes. something I've said for many, many years. So not being very diplomatic today. It's only the world at stake. It's only souls. It's only eternity. Well, stay in the word because, you know, the word of God is the Lamb book of life. That's right. The word of God is the Lamb's book of life. I truly believe, I don't know it 100%, Jeff, but I have this knowing inside me. I'll have to ask, continue to ask the Holy Spirit to show me. But I believe every soul that God created from the foundations of the earth, every living soul, I believe, Something inside of me tells me that that child's name is written in the Bible. You, you know I what? I have a feeling. I just I have been seeking this out for days now. I said, Lord, is every soul you created written in the in the Lamb's Book of Life? The Lamb's Book of Life is the Bible. And it's up to us between good and evil, choosing right or wrong, serving God or not serving God, whether that name is taken out. Because the the scripture is clear, actually. Your name was written in the book of life. They actually get removed. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is is the scariest thought you can have, is getting your name wiped out of it so yeah don't pursue this kundalini magic i know yeah. listen it, it's a tr- it's an attractive thought to be able to go like this and have people fall down wow that's a superpower that sounds really cool to have yoga uh, yoga is is the one of the main channels for kundalini magic by the way don't let anyone tell you you can practice yoga it opens up your charkas in your third eye for the kundalini magic to make a nest. Now, I've never done yoga, but I've seen it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Is it the meditation or the meditation. is it? Oh, so the exercise is actually fine. The it's the meditation. It's the meditation that opens up the third eye. It's the God in the Garden of Eden, the third eye was opened, and that was okay because they Adam walked and talked with God. That was okay, but after the fall, God had to close the third eye because the third eye gave you the ability to have the full consciousness and awareness of who God was. And do you think when that third eye is open, do you really think Satan wants to 
to give you the knowledge of God or does he want to give you the knowledge of who he is? That's the question. Mm. Whose knowledge are you taking in? Because I'll promise you, when you practice witchcraft, it, that is witchcraft, whether they like it or not. We have a lot of churches that are uh, becoming partakers of this sin openly and encouraging their young mothers and those in the church and their young children to practice yoga. New World Order Church. They're going to be very psychic, but it's not going to be psych, a psychic, a psychic ability that edifies the body of Christ. No, More it's it's, it's going to be all about self. It's going to be More all about self. magic. Yeah. Now, yeah. and so when you say this, because there's all the talk of the chakras and things like that. Now, listen, God is God built our bodies very well designed, and they always put some truth into everything, but. Uh, just because we're on this subject, what about the chakras and people who talk about this new age stuff? Very foundation. Does it come from God? If it opens up the third eye, does it come from God? That's, it's a very simple question. Is this of God? What benefits do I see in my body, soul, and spirit that will edify the Lord by being a partaker of this sin? Does it edify the body? Are we supposed to go try to go back and be what Adam was? But listen, so the, the average person, and and you know, I'm just talking about someone who doesn't even know God. You know, just just the average person goes to work, drops the kids off at school or whatever, and then goes and and wants to do yoga as an exercise, and they do some meditation and things like that, and they think, okay, well, I'm getting some rest. You know, I'm feeling more balanced because I'm meditating. Um, I'm doing exercise, and exercise makes me feel good. What's wrong with that, Cisco? I don't think there's anything wrong with stretching and moving and, and letting the body become more limber. I think that's okay. It's it's the mindset. What are you going? What is the mind? When a child goes into a store, he goes into the store with the mindset, I want that candy bar, and I, my mommy won't give me a dime, so I'm going to steal it. He's already meditated in his heart that he's going to sin. If you go into, into a place where they're practicing yoga and you take on that mindset that you want your mind cleared, you want it emptied out. Anytime you empty out your mind, you're, something's going to fill it. And that is the key right there. Yeah. And we want to do that, and we want God to fill it. We don't That's want to right. just leave That's it right. up for a, a guess of who's going to come. But to go in and stretch, you know, to stretch and do exercise, that's a wonderful thing to do, and I encourage everybody to do it. But it's the mindset. Mm. And remember, you're no greater than the teachers and the leaders over you. And if you've got a teacher that is practicing yoga and has probably practiced it for years. She has that sheath over her. That false, false anointing is over her also. And this gets into the tantric sex and all that stuff as well. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Wow. You know, greater than the hand that rules you. Or governs over you. Well, Cisco, what a pleasure having you back again. And uh, 
you know, your chapters are so long. I can't read the whole, it's just, yeah. it's just too much. You got to buy the book folks. I'm telling you, uh, it is so good. Uh, behold a white horse by Cisco Wheeler. Um, you'll definitely want to check it out. And by the way, if you join her Patreon and her it's Patreon slash Cisco Wheeler, uh, you can support her. And actually she gives you uh, the Illuminati formula. She gives you deepest insight, uh, which will take you a long time between these three things. I'm telling you, uh, you've got like, it's like almost all the, the, you know, overview of the hidden knowledge of the world. Like it, it's so deep. And so I, I've only scratched the surface folks. And uh, you know, again, that, like this book, you look how thick this is and, and well, the font isn't, it isn't filled with large font. Let me just say that. So uh, the, the depth of information is very, very huge. And I would encourage you to support Cisco. You know, uh, the uh, government doesn't do a lot to support our uh, our aging uh, Christians that are in the world. And uh, yeah, I know she looks young and beautiful, but she is aging. <laughs> I am aging. That's all right. I'm going to get a new body someday. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I won't be looking at 80. I'm going to be young again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Believe me, not fast enough. That's I right. See, I want to go see my Lord. I want to stand in his presence of the Most High God. Hey, listen, before we go, um, make sure you hit the like button. It's really important. Uh, we're doing some extra work here for you today. And, uh, and hitting the like button really helps the channel and Jesse and I a lot. And uh, just to just to find actually before I close off, is, is there any final th anything last you want to say uh, here today, Cisco? Yes, I would like to say a prayer. Amen. Our gracious heavenly Father Yeshua Hamashiach, Father God, we just want to say how much we love you, Father. We know that you are the beginning of wisdom, and so Lord, we ask you to increase in all of us, your love, the goodness of God, your knowledge, your wisdom, your understanding. Yes, Lord, let us increase in wisdom and in the stature of your word. And let us increase in strength and confound the enemy with truth. And let your grace and favor increase in our hearts today, Father. Continue to teach us your ways. Let us love you in truth. And to seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, that way that we might bring glory and honor to your precious name, Yeshua. We love you. Lord, take care of our, your children today. Cover them with the precious blood of Yeshua. Bring in your ministering angels, Lord, to uphold them by your precious right hand. And Lord, cover them with the fire and the water and the wind of the Holy Spirit. And you, your work be done in each of our lives that you might be glorified. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Yeah, let it be so, Yeshua. I'm, I'm learning to say it. I'm saying the words instead. I'm breaking the cycles. Uh, what a beautiful prayer. And uh, and Cisco, you know how how precious you are to me and, and the audience as well. But particular to me, I speak for myself. And, uh, you know, having you in my life has really, really made a big difference uh you and jesse 
both and uh, and and you the right on radio community man we we really have uh, have got something special in our togetherness here yes uh, just 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 as closing look um stop giving your money to the illuminati stop giving it to the evil corporations that are trying to rob your freedom Stop sending your money overseas and buy American, buy North American. If you haven't at least just looked at this site, just it's a real easy read. It'll take you less than 60 seconds. Go to mylibertystand.com and see what we're doing. And hopefully you can join us in uh, in fighting back against these evil corporations and the cabal. All right. Well, thank you once again, Cisco. Hey, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Join us for Revelation Sunday. Amen. Oh, should use that word. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right.